0: Hey guys, yes, we have got to just talk for a minute about the new January 6 footage. I'm feeling very grateful and excited that it is out. However, I don't know how much it's gonna mean, but we gotta talk about it. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh, and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys. So obviously I have to make a comment or a podcast or a series of comments in a podcast about our dear friend Tucker Carlson's January 6th revelations, because it is the strangest to, years after the fact, have so many more people come to know what you always knew from the get-go, and yes, there is a lot of feeling of being vindicated, and um, you know, as I've said before, it is a very unsatisfying, I told you so, and rather strange to me because these moments are always really revealing to me of just how separated we are from each other in terms of what knowledge some of us take for granted and some of us just don't have access to, and then even some of us are blocked information you know and what I mean by that is I feel like I take so much for granted that I just assume people know and understand because I'm so obsessively paying attention to things and I have to remember I I forget that very few people are obsessively paying attention in the way that I am like we have a the way the way that I described it to a friend is we have a culture of apathy Like we really, there's so much information, there's so many sources of information, the information is constant, the information is emotional on purpose, and it is aggravating and sensational on purpose, and so we get really desensitized, and we just kind of stop paying attention, and I can totally understand that. I've been through cycles of that myself in the last couple of years of obsessively paying attention, where I just get fatigued by it all like it's just too much you know and the news cycle and you know a kind of a note on this we didn't used to have 24 7 news we used to have your morning news and your evening news and maybe you would have a little midday or you would have like a news break where it would interrupt showtime you know like it would interrupt oprah in the afternoon to give you some important information. Things like the OJ, you know, pursuit of the Bronco were unique because it was ongoing news coverage. That was not something that was happening all the time. That was kind of a breakaway from normal. Whereas now we have the opposite. There's news 24-7. There are networks that are doing news all day, all the time, of course, then we also now have social media we didn't have before. I mean, we just are so bombarded. And, you know, I remember learning about Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson. If you remember that trial in Modesto, California, oh gosh, late 90s, early 2000s, I feel like it was, could have even been maybe like 2005, as late as then. But anyway, that was kind of when we switched into this 24-hour news, case, uh, news coverage, you know, 24 hours a day. And I remember learning about that because that case was really misconstrued by the media. And I found this all out later. Like, I was somebody who was like, Scott Peterson, a thousand percent sure, killed his wife. And now I'm a thousand percent sure he did not kill his wife. But I got sucked into the media and the hysteria. And, you know, looking back in the very least, I think we can all maybe agree if we think about it that Scott Peterson had no chance of a fair trial because of the amount of nationwide news coverage by the time that that case went to trial there's not a single juror that could have possibly been truly unbiased because of the amount of news coverage and that was a result of switching over to that 24/7 news cycle just like the constant news all the time they had to have something to be reporting And of course, when that happened, people were interested in that case. And so it was just like a perfect storm of manipulation of information. But even then, back then, you know, people sought it out. Like people would sit and watch O.J. Simpson being, you know, chased by the police. Or they would watch endless hours of the, um, you know, Lacey Peterson, Scott Pe- Peterson trial unfolding, or even the the beginning stages of the crime unfolding when Scott's being interviewed by the police and blah blah blah. Now it's too much. It's too much, and people aren't. We cannot even take for granted that people know that something is even happening. So as I talk about, you know, the Tucker Carlson Fox News stuff, and don't get me wrong, I I hate Fox News. I fully recognize recognize that Fox News. Is like the Republican Party. It is um, kind of the opposite side of the same coin, if you will. Like it's controlled opposition in a thousand ways. Now, you know, a lot of people love Fox News. I'm not trying to be critical. I actually think Tucker Carlson is a really smart man. He's very wise. I've heard him interviewed many times outside of his talk show. Very, very wise man, Christian, um, articulate, critically thinking man. I didn't always hold this opinion of Tucker, but I've been persuaded. I I think I hope that he is kind of the exception to the Fox News rule. We'll see. We are seeing a little bit of that now, but we'll we'll, you know, I I hate to say that I fully think Tucker is like, you know, not he he works for Fox News. So like, you know, I'm skeptical of where his allegiance truly is. And what he is actually allowed to say. And, you know, we'll just say that. But the fact that he is really blowing the lid off of this January 6th narrative, I realize that only so many people know that. First of all, you have like the people like me who are obsessively paying attention. Then you have the conservative group, like the rest of the conservatives, that some of those people are paying attention. Some of them are really not. Or maybe they're just barely paying attention, or maybe they've heard that this is happening, but they don't, they didn't see the video footage or maybe they don't really care. They're not paying attention. I don't know. And then you have like the whole rest of the world who may not even know this is happening. Like there's, you know, it was said, I was, I was watching a video today that said you could see somebody move a mountain from you know, over here, all the way over to there, a mountain, you could have physical witnesses of somebody moving a mountain. And a third of the people will be amazed and believe that that mountain was moved because they saw it with their eyes. A third of the people would say the mountain was always over there to begin with. It didn't move. It was over there. And then a third of the people will just reject that there was ever even anything that happened, right? Like they will deny that there was anything. Um, and I'm like, that's so true. Like, we're so divided into these categories of people who, like, you know, can be persuaded of truth if they investigate it. Then there's people who will just deny that it was ever another way, kind of like the 1984, we've always been at war with with Eurasia, you know. Um, <laughs> like, And that is something that it's gaslighting, right? Where they'll start to say, just like, you know, whatever Jean-Pierre, I forget her first name, our press secretary right now, every time she gets up there, this is what she does. Just today, she was talking about how, you know, wages are better today than they have ever been before. And like, you know, we're seeing real growth in the economy. And, you know, the Biden administration has stamped out inflation and all of these things that it's like no, that's not even the truth, but they're trying to claim it was never the way that it actually is. You know, it's just this denial of reality, this absolute denial of reality. And I mean, I would say it's gaslighting, but it's like not even slow. It's not even like this progressive, you know, moving of the Overton window. It's just this straight, turn the lights on and lie, you know, just blatant lying. And then you have people that you know, deny that there's anything happening at all, like that there's just no conspiracies and that everything is exactly as the news portrays it to be. So I realize that there are people who don't even know what's happening. But just to recap, Kevin McCarthy, who is the um, House majority leader, released something like 42,000 hours. I, I can't even so many hours of January 6 footage f- that has been in the hands of Capitol Police, government, Congress, um, all this time, the whole time. He released this footage to Tucker Carlson. Now, let's just pause right there. Why he did that, I'm not sure. Do I agree with the fact that he gave it directly to Tucker Carlson? I really don't think that that may have, that's maybe not what I would have done. Um, It's a little bit it, it it lessens the argument, the fact that this was not just widely distributed to media in general, because then, I mean, I would love to know what CNN would do with all this footage. I would love to know what some of these other networks would have done with the footage, um, if anything, right? I mean, that would have at least given a non-biased approach to the way that this was released. But the fact that he gave it directly to Tucker Carlson obviously skews the information right then and there because it presents a bias, which I don't love, but... Needless to say, Tucker Carlson and his crew have th- this footage and have been looking at it, and they're releasing it, and basically it's very clearly, and this is like the moving of the mountain, you can watch the footage for yourself, and this actually used to be Fox News's motto that we report, you decide, right? And I don't think they hold true to that anymore. They like to decide for you and present their narrative. However, when you watch the video footage you can clearly decipher what's happening, and that is that police are calmly walking in and among, in some cases, escorting these quote-unquote rioters or protesters, whatever you want to call them, um, insurrectionists, like whatever language we want to use that is obviously very emotional. You can see very clearly from the footage that one, it is not at all Just very clearly, not at all what has been positioned as the truth about this event, January 6th. That is not true. The truth that the media has been pushing forth all these, you know, these last couple of years is very clearly, in the very least, not the full story. But I mean, I think it's very clear that it is a boldface lie. Now, the only defense the left and Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney, who are included in the left, uh, have to offer is that this footage is cherry picked, which is hilarious and hypocritical because the footage that shows the rioting and all the craziness without also portraying the other side of it is, is cherry picked by definition. You picked only the images that were most emotional and, um, in some cases we're discovering, you actually added additional audio to the video clips to make them seem more extreme or more intense or whatever, chaotic. Um, And then you, you have these other images, which, you know, I don't know that I would call it cherry picked, but I would call it adding or completing the full picture, which is to say, I won't deny that there were rioters and that there were instigators and that there were people that were very much there to be damaging and cause harm and problems. However, the great, 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 great majority of people who were there were very clearly and now, you know, exonerated in, in this footage as having been very peaceful not at all disruptive, not at all destructive or any of these other words. We also w- saw the police officer. And again, I, I take for granted that people are just now seeing this footage because I have seen so much of this footage since the get-go. The very night that we were leaving D.C. and we spent the night in a hotel room somewhere in the middle of between D.C. and Tennessee on our drive home, I saw some of this footage already on the internet it had been leaked of police officers letting people indoors, moving barricades, being in and among the the um, protesters. I also saw live footage on C-SPAN, C-SPAN, live streaming C-SPAN of protesters entering the Capitol in a, a red roped queue <laughs> and just very, in a very organized fashion, lining up and going through these queue lines that seem to have been pre-set up and going into the Capitol, right? Um, I saw all this footage that very evening. So it's crazy to me to think, I forget, most of the great majority of people are not paying attention and they just absolutely believe the, to use their word, cherry-picked media stuff. I mean, this was the weirdest thing ever in my life. Like one of the most intense situations I've ever been in was participating in the most amazing, spirit-filled, prayerful, worship, music-filled demonstration at the Capitol on January 6th. Yes, I was there. No, I didn't do any of the things, obviously. Goes without saying, I hate to have to say it every dang time, but to participate in the very peaceful and loving and, and amazing, unifying after a year, 2020, of feeling so polarized, so separated, so divided with so many different groups of people to come together on January 6th in our nation's capital and to feel united and to see signs of, you know, Hispanics for Trump and blacks for Trump and Native Americans for Trump and Chinese for Trump and all of these different groups I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm seeing this. I'm so glad I'm witnessing this unifying moment of our country with with so many more people there. I would say millions of people were there. It was just the most insane thing. And again, the energy, the spirit, it, it was not at all violent. There was not any point where I felt in danger. I actually didn't even see a very strong police presence, which now we know there probably wasn't one, which is part of the you know, plan, let's say. But I never in any at any point thought that there was an insurrection happening. I mean, I laugh because, you know, so many times I've heard the term or heard the phrase that this was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And I'm like, I hardly suppose that you could stand on a battlefield in the Civil War and be fully unaware a war is happening, right? Whereas I stood at the Capitol not inside the Capitol, at the Capitol on January 6th and was fully unaware that there was even an attack happening, that there was a quote-unquote insurrection, that the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War was in fact taking place at the very location I was at, fully unaware of that, fully experiencing joy and excitement and singing God Bless America and How Great Thou Art, right? the most extremely amazing day. And then to walk home, we got an alert on our phone that said there's a curfew, return home, whatever. Yep. All right. Sounds good. We all started walking back to our hotel room and to get to my hotel. And I'll never forget, I got in the shower because it was the absolute most cold day of my whole life. It was like 30 degrees, which is not the coldest temperature, but the wind and just the sustained cold that day was just... The coldest day of my life. So I immediately got back into the hotel room and got in the shower because I was so cold. And I remember getting out of the shower and the TV was on and it was on mute. And it was of course on the news. And I'm seeing images from the day that could not be farther removed from what I saw or experienced having been there myself. And I had the most extreme opposite response that in that moment and the rest of that evening as I did that earlier that day, I just, my stomach dropped, my heart fell. I just felt filled with such dread. And yeah, I'll be honest. I felt like, oh my, I have been led into a trap. Shame on me, right? Like I fully stepped into this. This is absolutely a complete trap for Trump supporters, which I wouldn't even classify myself as a Trump supporter. I was a, a Trump voter. Hey, <laughs> one-time Trump voter. Um, I was filled with such dread and anxiety and disgust and, and not, I mean, yes, I was disgusted at what was then happening, you know, after it got dark at the Capitol. Yes, that was gross, but I was really disgusted with how that day was portrayed in, in totality, especially when you put that next to our, um, the riots of 2020, where we were actually seeing the opposite. We were seeing these very, very violent, images and videos and uh, pictures. And we were being told this is a mostly peaceful protest. We were never told this was a riot or an insurrection. I mean, the media went out of their way to defend not just what was being done, but why they were doing it and that it was defensible in any way. And then to see the exact flip that what was not in fact mostly uh, or I should say, what was in fact mostly peaceful was portrayed as the exact opposite, and there was never a defense. It, it was absolutely exploited and um, and dramatically exaggerated. Sadly, so I mean, it just to the most extreme to where we see the riots of twenty twenty. Congress is rallying behind these people, raising money to post their bail when they actually committed you know, felony crimes. And then we see on the flip side, January 6th prisoners who some have yet to be tried for their crimes, have yet to see a trial, which is a direct violation of our constitution. Not that I'm just sick of saying those words because there are so many these days direct violations of our constitution. But we have the right to a speedy trial. These people have not been given a speedy trial. Oftentimes, they took plea deals because the um, they would not release the cases out of D.C. So they basically stood no chance against this left-wing, you know, machine, political machine against their political opponents. I mean, straight out of Hitler's book, straight out of Stalin's book. I mean, persecuting your political opponents to the, you know, weaponizing the state against them. That's exactly what we have seen. And so near months separated from the riots of 2020 in the summer of 2020, the ongoing months long riots versus a singular day, let's say a, a small few hours of a singular day a, a small fraction of a large group of people and the difference the way that the media has portrayed these two things so what do i think tucker carlson is doing rounding out the narrative and and abolishing the the claims of the left the media and so many others for the last couple of years and do i feel vindicated absolutely there, there are a bedillion people I would love to send this footage to, to be sure that they're seeing it. However, I feel like very quickly after I left social media, I or at very quickly after January 6th, I left social media for this purpose because I'm so, you know, my flesh wants to just scream the truth. My flesh wants to just like, be obnoxious about proving people wrong. And you know, I know I can be very obnoxious in my tone on this podcast. So I ask for your grace and forgiveness always in that. But I I obviously am passionate about these things. And I obviously feel very strongly about these things. And I desire for people to know and understand the things that I know and understand. And I want to explain them to people. And I want people to know what is true. I desire that very deeply but I had to leave social media because people don't care about what is true anymore. And sadly, although I've known what Tucker's talking about and although I'm very glad and feel very vindicated that it is now becoming more widely known, someone like Elon Musk in real time on Twitter is learning about these tapes, seeing them and and having his opinion shifted. In real time on Twitter, he's tweeting about it, watching this footage. I had no idea this happened. This is crazy. But we have people that are in prison for terms that this footage, that's another problem. This footage exonerates them of their crimes, showing them inside the Capitol, not not, in fact doing the very things that they were accused of doing. And this footage was held by our government, by our Congress all this time. And they did not turn that footage over to those attorneys. I wish I thought that something was going to come from this. I, I hate to be pessimistic. I always think of myself as an optimistic person. I hate to be pessimistic, but I the the lawsuits that should be flying at our government right now are unending and they just don't seem to be coming. I don't know what's happening. I'm praying that um, that will happen. But I, I also will say going back to getting off social media, this is exactly the thing. In the end, all I really care about is the truth being available. And now it is, right? And if you don't care to know it, then that's fine. You obviously don't care to return to our friendship, which so many people, you know, because of January 6th, think I'm some sort of racist terrorist insurrectionist. Even just a couple of months ago, I received a text message calling me an insurrectionist. I mean, this is ongoing. It's not like it was passed and now, you know, everybody's kind of gotten over it and, and returned to thinking I'm a normal human. No, no, no. Forever tarnished, right? By what, by these lies that have been perpetrated for this last couple of years so I'm glad that the truth is out there and that it is knowable because now if you don't know it, you look dumb. Before, if you you didn't have access to it, then it's my word against yours. But now that there is access to the truth and access to the videos, then you just look dumb for thinking that something is the way that it is when it very clearly is not that way and it's very clearly improvable. Like you can go see it and make up your own mind, but I know that even with these videos out there, people still immediately, right? They, they say, this is a threat to our democracy. If I am just so sick of hearing that, those, those words, my gosh, that phrase, like get a new joke, y'all get some new material. The, the same parroting, this is a threat to our democracy. What is exactly? We never will know. We just get to say that phrase and that's a get out of the conversation free card. Uh, this is, um, cherry picking, which is hilarious and hypocritical, but that's all there ever is on the left side is uh, hypocritical, philosophical inconsistencies. And then we have the name calling. Let's just villainize Tucker Carlson. Let's not engage in the actual debate that he's trying to present. Let's just villainize the man. Let's just call him names and slander him. And then, this is what happened all through 2020. If you can ruin the source, then there, You never have to have the debate about the information. And I, I recognize this with when I did try to enter into debate is I would say, how about this information in this article or this study or whatever? And the very first response I would always get would be an attack on the study or the source. Never, ever an engagement with the actual information. Always an attempt at discrediting the source. Because then we don't have to talk about the information. And here we are again. We have the threat on the democracy line. We have the cherry-picking accusation, cherry-picking information, which that always worked during the pandemic. Every time there was a study about masks, it was accused of, you know, where they're just cherry-picking experts, cherry-picking information. I mean, I've heard of, heard about the cherry-picking. And slander the source. These are the three cards That the only three cards that we have to play, and they're being played right now, and it's so old and so, you know, been done a bajillion times that it's like hilarious that people still fall for it. But again and again and again, we just refuse to engage with the information. So to sum up, yes, I'm super grateful and super glad that however the information came out to be, you know, came out, it is out. I'm glad that people can go see the video with their own eyes and, you know, recognize that we were not given the entirety of the story. And maybe even somewhere deep down, somebody's going to think to themselves, oh, Wendy, the girl that I unfriended or hate now, maybe she was right. Telling me the truth that there was no, you know, she was not involved in any insurrection or protest or riot or any such thing. They will never say that to me. I'm sure of it, but maybe they will think that in their brain that I'm not just a crazy lunatic, right? And that is great because I do believe that the truth sets you free and I do not have to actually advocate for the truth every time. Like I can just let it play out and come to light and it does. It does. The truth, actually, one of my friends said that. Um, when you lie, you bury the truth in the ground like an explosion and it's just wait or like a bomb and it's just waiting to explode. And I totally think that's true. When you lie, you bury the truth and there's all kinds of energy and, um, you know, intensity behind that truth that's being suppressed. And eventually as we are seeing, eventually it does come to light. The truth cannot be snuffed out for good it will come to light and we are seeing that happen and i am grateful and i feel vindicated yes i do hey guys thanks for listening don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends and of course catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com heavenly father thank you that it is true That the truth sets us free. (laughs) Thank you for your goodness and thank you for reminding me that I am only ever playing to a team of one. I am only ever worried about an audience of one, and that is you. You know my heart, you know my actions, you know what I've done, you know what I haven't done, you know all the motivations, and that's the only person I need to care about. But also, thank you for the small victories of uh, redemption and revelation. Lord, I just pray that people would have eyes to see and a heart to know the truth. Amen.